Welcome, everybody, to the Be Kind Podcast. We are part of the Animal Advocates' mission to create a more compassionate world for all living creatures, whether or not they're going to get five inches of rain tomorrow, zero inches of rain tomorrow, or some number in between. All animals and creatures deserve to be loved, and we're here to make that a thing. And the people here making that a thing today are me, Joe, and then we also have John, once again. And Hi. we are joined once again by Courtney, who's here to fill us in on all the great vegan events and activism she's been doing over the past year or so since we've talked to her last. And so, Courtney, I will give the floor to you to introduce yourself once again to anyone who may have missed our first interview with you. And we should have looked up what episode that was ahead of time, but we'll <laughs> put it in the show notes so people can go and reference it and let us know what you've been up to and how you've been there for the animals, even when it seems like it was really difficult. Yeah. Um, so hi, I'm Courtney. I organize Lancaster Veg Fest, and I am the marketing director at Lancaster Farm Sanctuary. So since we last talked, I think it was right before la- the last event, and I think I talked about moving forward with Veg Fest, but there was like plans to shift depending on what was coming our way, um, and then I shifted in a way completely different from what I thought was possible when I talked to you. Right? I don't think we talked about that, the uh, drive-through event. We talked about it a little bit, but I think it was just like still in the works. Like it wasn't, okay. I think it wasn't completely finalized yet, if I remember correctly. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I know at that time, it, I really wasn't sure what was happening. Right. Yet. I just knew it wasn't canceling. Right. <laughs> so I did the drive-through last year. That was my pandemic-friendly event. Um, it was a lot smaller than Veg Fest. It was just maybe 12 vendors. And it really is just how it sounds. It was a literal drive through Veg Fest. I had people pre order some treats and had those ready and their bags ready. And then they went through one of four lines that had vendors in it. There was like a food vendor and then vendors along the way as they waited. And it went really well. I partnered with Lancaster Farm Fresh Cooperative for that. It was just nice to do something and support some of the small businesses that didn't have any events going on. This year, I am moving forward with a veg fest. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Which is exciting. Uh, It's a little bit different and it's been challenge. I can say, yeah, challenge. It's been a challenge to, to organize. There's just been a lot of different roadblocks after the pandemic. Pretty much everybody who's like insurance is different. Everything has different requirements now. So I feel like I'm just starting fresh with like learning what I need to do. You know, all the things, there's just like different requirements now. And so, yeah, it's been difficult that way. But ultimately, ultimately, I'm just super psyched that there's going to be a veg fest. Absolutely. <laughs> and we get to see each other. And that there were ways to accommodate, you know, safety and to make sure people can come together in a way that, makes them comfortable and that protects the community and that still advocates for animals. With an event like VegFest, the planning starts so far in advance. So if you've had probably ample opportunity to go through cycles of trying to figure out contingency plans and shifts and things like that. So how has that process been for you this whole time? And how have you really been 
evolving the event in your head as circumstances change what seems like every single day. Yeah. It's like, it feels like there's a lot of time, but it's like every time something's changed, everything's started over. So, you know, even working with the city to get this event approved, I just had to wait until they were ready and had their stuff organized to let me know what they're, what they required of me. And then same with everything. So it's really just been like, I'm ready, but not necessarily everybody else has been ready. And so I've been working with like, even the city, you know, I was like, it was months and months of just communicating back and forth. I sent them a safety plan and they kind of, I think that they used a lot of that to help them work out their requirements for any other event going forward. Lancaster Veg Fest is the first event uh, Lancaster City is admitting. So, you know, it's a pretty big responsibility and I take it seriously and I hope to, you know, make them proud or, you know, to like show that they did the right thing at least by letting this event happen. Something that I was mentioning to John the other day when we were talking about VegFest is whenever everybody's planning an event right now, they plan so far ahead. And sometimes when you plan when things are really bad with COVID, that you have all these safety restrictions in place, occupancy, things like that. And the normal world would seem ridiculous. And then when things start to clear up, you think, man, I put all this in place for nothing. Now I'm going to look so foolish doing all this when the world's perfectly fine. But yeah. then when the Delta variant, so I imagine you almost probably felt that way back in July when things were honky dory for two seconds okay. there. And now yeah. that things are coming back again, I don't relieved, I don't think is the right word, but at least, you know, are assured that you had the things in place already rather than try to put them in when they weren't there before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, that's totally what happened. It's like back in July, I was like, I don't think I need the barricades or tickets anymore you know it seemed like overkill and now i'm like yeah that was 100 percent the right call because you know things are tightening up again and so yeah we definitely plan for like the strictest measurements in place and i'm glad we've stuck with that for the most part because it's needed now i imagine a lot of people listening are super excited to come out or really want to come out but i also imagine a lot of them are nervous about coming out so could you talk a little bit about the safety and health practices you have in place to make sure that it is a safe event for everyone involved yeah totally well number one it's outdoors i am controlling the crowd by asking people to reserve a free ticket online we're not doing first 100 bags this year which usually drew lots of people coming all at once we are asking people to mask when they're talking when they're around other guests or they're talking to vendors and you know we're, we're spreading things out a lot more so there's less vendors this year and everything is is very spread out so people can go and shop and get their stuff and then i'm also asking people to not really like eat in the event it's more of you know, you can get the things that you want to get and then set up a picnic area outside of the barricades where all the vendors are. Then people can like spread themselves out and still feel comfortable and have a good time. But, you know, it's going to look a lot different. So there's not going to be any multi-touch points. So there's no games this year or like the tables. There's 30 minute sanitation on all of the bathrooms. To like put it in people's heads, I say there's the same amount of vendors as the central market, except in about three times the like footprint and outdoors. So, you know, when it comes to like shopping or eating, it's probably one of the safest environments to do that in. 
So yeah, I'm hoping people will feel comfortable with that. But of course, everyone needs to do what they personally want to do. As a man who hates crowds, even in non-pandemic circumstances, that sounds delightful. I love the outdoors and walking around and seeing things. So that I, I wish everything was like that, just not even <laughs> pandemic know. things. But I know it's a lot more work, so I'll, I'll, I'm not telling the world out there to make sure that everything's super spread out and cleaned every 30 minutes under normal circumstances. Yeah, right. I know. It's I, I'm going to miss a lot of aspects that aren't going to be there that's normally at VegFest. I'm going to miss our speakers and our bands and our chef demos. Um, but all those things require crowding. And so I had to do away with that this year. So it's it's more of a market, I guess, this year than, than in previous years. But I still think it's going to be amazing. There's going to be incredible food and small businesses that desperately need our support. So I'm hoping people still come and eat and shop and you know, feel like a community again. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that's different from previous years, well, sort of, because I think last year you did two days back to back, right? Or was that just one day? Yeah. Okay. So, so that is something that's different this year is this is actually going to be two days long. Yes. Yep. That's another thing. I did two days to, again, try to help spread out the crowd, hoping that it gives people an opportunity to, of course, people can come both days if they want. No rule against that, but mm. I was just hoping the two days can help me support more vendors and allow for people to to space out their trips. Nice. And hopefully that kind of, if this, that goes well, that can be a permanent addition to VegFest. Not to wear you out, because I'm sure you're probably like, oh, two days. Uh, but hopefully if this goes well and it doesn't burn you out, you can actually have that part of your agenda yeah. for next year. Yeah. People have been asking for two days for a long time. And so this is kind of like a test run of that. Um, mm -hmm. There's definitely been some roadblocks with the two day event that I I'm not sure if it's how I'm going to go forward, but we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. And is there a difference between each of the days in case anyone's trying to pick out which day they want to go to? There is. There's about 15 vendors that will be changing out. So we have the majority of vendors are going to be there both days, but there's like, if you go on the website, I do have listed which days each vendor is going to be attending. So there's a slight difference, but you know, all in all, it's fairly similar. And the animal advocates will be there on Saturday That's doing great. our thing. So come and stop by and say hi anyone if you're there and what are some of the vendors or things going on during the veg fest that you particularly proud of or want to show off to people i'm excited about our organic farmers market this is the third year we've had that with lancaster farm fresh cooperative so they come out and they bring an amazing spread of our local organic produce you know i think that's it's it's something that reflects well on lancaster because we're such like we're a farmland and i think um Sometimes people have this in their head that like vegans are anti-farmers when it's just so not the case. And I wanted to make sure there was an aspect of VegFest that was very in clear support of local farms and supporting local farmers. So it was really important to me that that's there. And of course, we have some incredible out-of-town food vendors like Oh My God, which is a vegan seafood place that's super incredible. Yeah, I've heard um, some pretty great things about them. Yeah, they're so good. A donut Run is coming for their first year. They're a donut place out of D.C. Yeah, so they look amazing. And Future Foods, they have their vegan fried chicken sandwiches that are for good, too. So lots of food, lots of stuff. I mean, I, it would take me forever to list through all of them because there's <laughs> like a ton of incredible places 
That's awesome. I can't wait. It sounds like a great time. And we'll be there all day to yep. check it all out. <laughs> and I know you're also very active with Lancaster Farm Sanctuary, and you've been doing a lot for them during the pandemic and then some. So what things have you been doing with them to keep them active and still out there advocating for the animals? Well, so I, I do a lot of their marketing. We just had our auction, so that was great. Uh, we did the Great Farm Sanctuary tour. We had the second run of that, which was so fun. It's a national sanctuary tour with 10 different sanctuaries from New York to Hawaii. And then also just, you know, development, trying to, to work through how to grow sustainably and care for animals in a way that resonates with people and shows them that they are not food. Yeah, I'm always impressed with the work you do over there and how you really are showing off the animals, but not in an exploitative kind of way, really acknowledging and honoring their individuality and self-worth as living creatures that have feelings and not just objects for us to see and look how cute they are. And oh, look, the goat's smiling. No, that goat actually has a personality. It's a person. It just happens to look like it's always smiling because I don't know what genetic trait that is. But <laughs> If someone can find that out, breathe that into every kind of animal, there'd be a lot less animal exploitation in the world, that's for sure. But that would also be animal exploitation, so maybe there'd be more animals. No, I get it. Um, it's Sarah and Jonina, they're the founders, and they're truly incredible people. And so, like, most of my work, I just feel like is supporting them in whatever they want to do. And it's just, like, it sounds so cheesy, but it's such an honor to, like, work amongst those people and get to see the animals and I, I didn't really have a back I, I'm not like the best sorry I'm not the best with like animal care <laughs> you know that's not like my forte I'm usually behind a computer but I've learned so much about animal behaviors and what they do my favorite thing is like you ever heard of chewing their cud oh yes yep. yeah so when animals are happy they like chew mm -hmm. and it's so freaking cute because now I can tell when I'm like petting a cow or like grooming then they're like chewing their cud and that's like their signal that they're just like really happy and content i did not know that i learned something today <laughs> it's great <laughs> and you've been so busy for so long and I, this pandemic's been hard for everybody but as someone like you who takes on so much in addition to the everyday work life things that we all have to deal with but you add on to that even more how have you been taking care of yourself and making sure you don't like john said burn out and are still able to consistently be there giving quality advocacy for the animals yeah that's a really good question i i just came to a point very recently where i needed to reset some things so I was I was working part-time split between two different nonprofits and I had a business where I was making vegan baby moccasins and I had freelance clients marketing freelance clients on top of that so very recently I I gave my notice to one of my part-time jobs and went full-time with the sanctuary and I'm no longer taking freelance clients and I'm dissolving the baby shoe business to focus solely on the sanctuary and vegan events. So recently hit a point where it was not sustainable or healthy to continue to just add on so much. And I really had a look at what was the most important thing right now and what I wanted to focus on right now, which, you know, was the animals, of course, and that's the direction I chose. Well, I love the idea of baby vegan moccasins, though, so... <laughs> I'm both incredibly happy you're taking care of yourself, but it's like part of me is a little sad. And well, hopefully 
somebody <laughs> wants it. I, I'm willing to, you know, let it go to somebody if they, if they want to take over. Totally not related to anything whatsoever. And you could totally edit this out, John, if you want. But what's the shortest, saddest story ever told by Ernest Hemingway? It's six words. <laughs> the shortest, saddest story ever told by Ernest Hemingway? Mm-hmm. I feel like I should know this. What? Tell me. For sale, baby shoes never worn. No. Yeah, I'm going to keep that in there. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a fantastic story. And any Ernest Hemingway fan will truly appreciate it. Well, this isn't about Joe talking about old English major authory type people. This is here talking about Courtney and her work. So, Courtney, what would your biggest takeaway from trying to plan events and stay active during this pandemic been? My biggest takeaway would be, you know, you should probably ask me after, just because right now it's three weeks away. So it's my scary stress time where I'm working from like 8 a.m. to midnight. I'll probably be more wise after the event. But right now it's ask for help when you need it. Because help is help is good. Don't try to do everything yourself. I wish I I, I want to ask Courtney that, but also current Courtney that. And I'd be remiss if I didn't give you a time to give a shout out to some of the companies, sponsors and people who have really helped make all your events possible because anyone who organizes events know that they're only possible and only really successful thanks to the amazing people behind the scenes, whether they're a sponsor, a volunteer, or someone else working. So is there any sponsors, companies, or volunteers out there you want to give a shout out to? My husband is a rock star with this. He always jokes. He's like, so this is the last veg fest, right? But it's only because he does so much work for it. Just, I mean, you should see our garage. It's filled with things. Tom and Amber are incredible. They make the art for VegFest and they just hustle the day before. It's just like getting everything prepped and ready. They're there and all throughout. It's amazing. I couldn't do it without them, literally. And, you know, John, of course, helps. <laughs> I feel like he's the only one. I like will write him like, okay, I'm in this weird situation where my insurance is now requiring a certain kind of security and I need this and just like ask for direction for some random things that come up or anything music related to like, hey, help me out. My sponsors, of course, like Lancaster Farm Fresh Cooperative, they're a huge presenting sponsor. They bring the farmer's market with them and Lemon Street Market. They've been a sponsor since our first event, which is incredible. They like really just trusted us and went for it. And they're always there. Veg Fund, I'm sure you guys know Veg Fund. They're very familiar with them. Yeah, these ones are so many incredible events, all vegan events. And this year I have Hempfield Botanicals are new and Hampton Farms. We do the, the peanuts. Oh, nice. Awesome. They're, yeah, they're sponsoring this year. Um, and Natural Awakenings is also sponsoring. And we have wow. a nice big ad coming out with them, which is awesome. Very cool. And we'll put links to all those sponsors in the show notes so people can know all the great people behind the scenes who make sure that events like VegFest are a thing. And speaking of volunteers, are, do you have plenty of volunteers for this year? Are you still looking for more? Yes, we. I desperately need volunteers. Okay. So please, if you're at all interested in helping, please help. I get it catered, so I will feed you um, and get a free shirt. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. But it. yeah, we really need it, especially with being two days. We need the help. And there, is there a good way to contact you? Is there an email or something that they can reach out to you? Or can they just reach out to you on the website? Or how, how would you go about that? 
if people are yeah, trying to on the over. website, right on the homepage, if you scroll down a little bit, there's a button and it brings up a sign up sheet that has all the different openings. There's some unique things we need this year. We're doing crowd counting. So literally the only job would be sitting and pushing a button every time somebody comes in or out and the iPads will communicate with each other. Like it's an app, so it's just pushing a button, but I'd be super grateful for a button for sure, please. And yeah, there's some other things just like welcome boosts and, and stuff like that. Anything else you'd like to say about VegFest or anything like that or anything else coming up you want to promote? I, I hope people come and enjoy themselves. I, I want people to, you know, know what, how it's different and hoping that next year we can have more of a comeback with our speakers again. I'm going to really miss them and chef demos. Um, that side of things is really important to me. So I'm excited to hopefully be able to, to do that again and have our big stage again and live bands and stuff. Um, but Anything else? I mean, where the extra give is coming up in Lancaster. So anyone in Lancaster or you don't have to be, but please support the amazing nonprofits for extra give, just like our town's annual giving day. That's really the, the next big thing coming up that the sanctuary will be organizing. How about you guys? What's going on? <laughs> Let's see, well, <laughs> we have this event coming up, a little thing called Lancaster Veg Fest in a couple of weeks. And then we're keeping the Lancaster thing going with Pride Fest at Clipper Stadium in Lancaster on the awesome. 24th, which should be fun. And then in between there, hopefully, we'll be doing an open house at Peace Will Follow Farmed Animals Sanctuary, which is, where is that located? I believe that is in Hanover or Spring Grove, one of those two. But yeah, that should be cool. Yeah, that's all exciting stuff. And we have some billboards we're in the works on that we're trying to get started. We which are... happen to have uh, Lancaster locations, mm -hmm. hopefully. So that'll be nice. Yep. Because <laughs> eventually we'll do a podcast where we talk about animal advocates and our vision and all that. Yeah, so it's been exciting times. And something else I want to do is I'm going to be reaching out to all the local farmed animal sanctuaries to see how we as at the animal advocates can support them and make sure that we are there for all of them and their work as well. Because I know yeah. a lot of them have very unique struggles and very complex problems and issues and as someone who's involved in the vegan movement, but not directly involved with the animals, we're in a unique position to help them in ways that they could really potentially need, whether it's marketing help, fundraising help, connections, things like that. We could have those capabilities if we make it as part of our initiative. So I'll probably be reaching out to you and Lancaster Farm Animal Sanctuary and all them to see how we can help you all in your work. That's incredible. That sounds great. So, Courtney, Lancaster Fetch Fest sounds like it's going to be an amazing time. And if anyone wants to get a hold of you, or if you want to just make sure people have a place to go if they have any questions, where's the best place for them to learn about Lancaster Veg Fest? Um, our website's great. It's a ton of information. And if you want to get a hold of me, there's a contact button right at the bottom. So, please feel free to email with any questions or reach out on Facebook. Um, it's just me answering everything. So... Pretty much any way you try to get a hold of VegFest, you get a hold of me. And when and where is VegFest again? Lancaster VegFest is in Buchanan Park on September 18th and 19th. It's free to the public from 12 to 5. And there's VIP hour from 11 to 12 each day. Well, that sounds like a good time. And we hope to see everyone there. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions about the podcast or any comments or want to be a guest on the show, just send us an email at bekindpodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Thank you. All right. And thank you for listening and watching. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening.
listening to the Be Kind Podcast, presented by the Animal Advocates of South Central Pennsylvania.